So this is Hashem telling me like, okay, I have more work to do. It's more deeper. And when you work on yourself in that way, then it's easier to accept other people the way they are because you're accepting yourself and where you're at and genuinely, honestly grow from that place. To-do lists not moving. Notifications clicking. Life is happening. How can I stay present in what I'm doing without constantly thinking of the next coming train of possibilities? Join Khani Leeds as she inspires us and encourages us to be present in life, to be a Panini. Tune in to our DAS discussion where we take it from knowledge and bring it down to action. Welcome everyone again to our 12th DAS discussion. We are so excited because once again, you are hearing us live from the holy city of Tzva. So I'm sure you're feeling the energy. And today we have a really special girl with us. Her name is Khani Leeds. Would you please introduce yourself? Hello, it is so nice to be here in Tzfat with Rivka and just being here together is really an amazing and an amazing experience and I'm just happy to be here. And my name is Khani Leeds. I am originally from Pittsburgh. Currently, I have been working in California for the past two years, um, being a preschool teacher under the most incredible shluchim. I will probably be referring to them a lot through this discussion. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is why I'm here. Sababa, as they say in the Holy Land. <laughs> Yay, Khani. So a point the Rebbe starts off the Sicha with is that the entire land of Eretz Yisrael has to be completely conquered. If you want something to be conquered properly, right, it has to be completely conquered. How does this connect? Because this week is Parsha's Pinchas, where they are basically making a raffle to divide the land. So they're always saying the entire land has to be conquered. So we're making this really das over here. I know it's a little like, like on a twist, but sometimes I feel like an all or nothing approach. You have to do everything or nothing. Like I'm either going to like, you know, be this perfect person or just scratch the whole day. And like, this is like, they did it in the right way. They fully conquered the land and that was the correct way. But like in our life, how do we like get out of this perfectionism mode of being like, all or nothing. Like, why can't we just do good? Why do we always have to reach for the best? And how, what's your tips for, to help us get out of that, like, perspective? <laughs> um, it's interesting because I also have that all or nothing mode. And in a way, I think it's comforting to have that. I remember, like, sitting one time in my room with, like, an extreme decision I was going to make. And I'm like, why is it that way? Why can't I just be slowly, like, integrating the choices instead of like making a big crazy choice that will like make everything easier it's like comforting in a way to have that um but obviously I think there are times for that to make like choices that are extreme but at the same time for us to understand that being here the way that we live is the process of it so and I think the fact that for us to reach that perfectionism view is so unrealistic and we don't even realize that it's so unrealistic because it's so much in our lives as well with seeing things let's say even just social media it's in our faces seeing things that are perfection so to say so our minds are 
are channeled to are are being trained to look that way when in reality it actually isn't and and real life isn't perfection and humanness like we're we are human Hashem has given us so many humanness to us and we have to accept it and and know it's interesting because with the all or nothing approach you can't accept who you are fully in yourself because there is that like I can't start and only if I know it's good but then you can't start anything so you're not going to even start anywhere from something it's like a whole circle of like not doing anything and with the whole idea of Hashem giving us the power to uh, overcome ourselves and to um get to continue working and deepening our relationship with ourselves with Hashem and the Rebbe and everyone around us. So our job here in Gullus, that Hashem gave us the tools that we can overcome ourselves, our Yitzhahara, our Nefeshah Bahamas, and it isn't the all or nothing approach because we are constantly living with that. So if we go in the, if we go all extreme, then there's no balance of something. And like the example for myself is let's say with triggers how we're supposed to be conquering ourselves and with conquering our sister I'll bring it into our own personal panemius life the triggers that we have that we work on it takes a lot of work to notice them to to work on them to accept them to move beyond them or and work through them and use it as a tool for you to succeed in ways that's like a lot of work and What's interesting is there's some that you you pass, like that you actually worked on and you can move forward on that, but there's some that you're still constantly working through and there's some that you have no idea that you're working through but and it comes up in other ways. And when you're faced with a friend or somebody that's in front of you, the mirroring aspect of they're doing something that let's say you worked on and you passed that and then you start to feel triggered from that. You're like, wait, I didn't actually fully work through that. So this is Hashem telling me like, okay, I have more work to do. It's more deeper. And when you work on yourself in that way, then it's easier to accept other people the way they are because you're accepting yourself and where you're at and genuinely, honestly grow from that place. So with the world telling us about perfection and that is reaching to where we're supposed to be, which is not true, a tip for myself that I got was who is telling us that we are not human? No, the, the fake world. And what's the real world? The the real world is Torah and Misfos and, and connecting in that way. Like that is the real world and they are so expressive of our humanness. So when we when we deepen ourselves in our relationship with Hashem and learning Torah and in that environment, then we can be compassionate to ourselves because that is they are geared towards the human and Hasidus. Like that is the human form of us and bringing it to to our life and in a in a joyful way. And I totally I totally agree with that because like. 
like the world and according to our mm-hmm. animal soul like our animal soul wants to be perfect right and like yeah. the world looks like perfect it's social media like gishkayach. but like, when we connect to our neshama and realize no i'm not supposed to be a tzaddik i'm not i'm like yeah. striving to be a bani <laughs> you know the the, the altar but really clarifies this for us like you're not supposed to be perfect and when we look at that from the lens of like Tyra and Chassidus, like you were saying, that's the way to get out of perfectionism. There's no yeah. magic potion. There's no drug you're going to take. Right. There's just connecting and realizing I'm in a gulls. It's not perfect. And I'm striving to reach that gula. I love the way you just yeah, put that. That was so cool. Amazing. Okay, so moving now on to the next part of the Sikha, the Rebbe says that the product and end result of something like the quality you can see on the prep work. Mm-hmm. You can come into an event that's like beautifully done, like super, like wow, incredible. You can see there was so much effort, so much time, money, patience put into creating that event. And you can see like a, you know, hop lop situation. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is, have you ever seen this play out in your life in any personal examples where you've seen you've put in that effort and like the quality outcome has been tremendously different how can you inspire us to do the same Hmm. that's a really good question um i could come from my two experiences leaving home let's say from seminary to shlachas and my seminary outlook i was all the way in it i was excited didn't need time to really prep as much and I just knew what I was going to it was exciting I'll be fully in it and when I got there that was what happened I didn't really need time so much time to process I was there excited and I appreciated it because I'm only there for a year so I'll take as much as I can right from the beginning um and that worked for me and afterwards when I left seminary I realized that the things weren't sticking as much. I, I wrote like a, I had a quote book that I wrote and I had, I was able to refer to things and remember, but internally the things didn't really process in me. And I just went back to, you know, being home, my regular routine, I'm there. Like it didn't, I didn't feel like it was inside of me. And my experience coming on Shluchos, which was two years after seminary, which is also like an interesting time to go. You would think you would go right after seminary, but I needed that break time to really see where my life is going and what I want to invest in. And I realized I was missing a lot of of what the big picture of life is and really it's Yiddishkeit and that's the goal of things and, and Mashiach and Torah. And so when I decided to come on Shulchas, the entire, the process of it, it was a very fast of me making the decision but when I was there, it took me a lot longer to get used to it because there was a lot more of an internal change happening inside me. And seeing how it took longer for me was really cool because I was like, wow, I am slow to change because I'm letting it change me. I'm not going full force into something and I'll learn and I'll be like, it was like, let, let it sit in me. Let me feel it. And, and seeing that result, I was able to throw out all the things, my, my hobbies that I like to do, all those things was a process of re-putting it in internally. So I really love to work out and be active. But before then, I was doing it as like a passing time thing. I would go for a long time. I, would, I loved running, but there wasn't an end goal after. It was just like I'm doing it. And when I went on shlachas, it was like, 
I love to do that, but that's not my main thing. This is a means to where I'm going and it made it exciting for me. I decided like, let me try hula hoop. Let me try jump rope. Yeah. I love that. So basically you were saying, what was the prep you're saying? Was this the seminary? Was it the two year break that made like the result more like palpably successful and like integrational? I love like the mm. words that we're adding over here. <laughs> so the prep, hmm, I think the prep for me was just seeing how there was a lot more for me to give and understand and I wasn't tapping into it. And only then, and, and during that time where it was a bit, like I wasn't in that environment, I felt, I felt a bit stale. And I was like, there's something more. And when I entered it, I was like, and, and to be in a place that you're giving is the most important thing because when you're able to give, you're able to, to see in you what you are too. It's, it's, it's very powerful. I yeah. literally totally <laughs> relate. Like when you're giving, you receive like 10 times more. Because when you're just receiving, you're in school, like, you know, all these yeah. years, you're just taking in. When you have to make it your own and you choose it and you have to give it over, forget yeah. it. It's like a part of you. You can't yeah. just like preach, preach, preach and, and like not let it affect you. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so I can finish off like with that being the change is that the slower pace that I was at in the in the change made me realize that that was what was sticking to me. Like I, th I went two years on the shulchas because I realized it was like, and now I'm here away and I'm like, wow, okay, I can do this. Like it's, it's in me and it's not like something that I was there for a year and now I'm here. It was like that was bringing me here, like through it all. Wow, that is actually incredible. So now the Rebbe is saying a really powerful point. This is like an intense point, a transformational point. And like just learning the Sikha, like it was just like Rebbe, like yes. Rebbe doesn't need me to say yes, but it just felt so like this is what I need to hear. The Rebbe says there were a group of Bachrim who were at a forbringing by the Friedrich Rebbe, and they were singing a niggin, right? It's part of the Fabringen, but they were doing it so quickly because they were excited for the real deal. Like, I want to hear the mimer. Like, that's the main part. And the Friedrich Rebbe, of course, picked this up, and he said entire mimer following the singing all about how someone who is a pnimi, a real person, is invested fully in whatever he does. A pnimi, a pnimi, someone who's a real, you know, not an external, a chitzaini is someone who's, you know, into the externals of his life, the looks, the, you know, etc., etc. A pnimi is someone who really cares about the internal part, what's going on inside. He's fully invested in whatever he does. And, like, we could bring about this for hours, but, like, I feel like myself included, right? I'm always waiting from the most simplest things to the biggest things. I'm learning a sikha, sometimes I'm like, hey, when's the ice finished? Um, you know, I'm teaching in class, when's the day finished? Uh, like, you know, baking, when am I just going to be finished baking? Setting up, when am I going to be finished cleaning? Those are the smaller things. And then stages in life, so many people, right? Waiting to graduate, eighth grade, twelfth grade, seminary, you know, I'm just waiting for the real life, then marriage, and then when someone gets married, there's babies, and there's houses, and there's cars, and there's weddings, and it's never ending, and like me and you, like we're not old, but like we're in a we're in a society where like, you know, now we're like starting life and like we're already a few years out. And people want to be inspired. Like, how can you not be in the waiting room, but in the living room? Like, how can we be present in whatever we're doing? Because this is literally the best that Hashem is giving us. If you're waiting for a child, like, how can you be present and just 
Like, instead of just living all those, like, nine months of someone's waiting, like, have a child, just, like, how can we be present? You got the question, right? Sababa, let's go. Wow. Okay. This is, like, there's so much to, like, unpack in that. So cool. Um, There was a few experiences and, I guess, challenges that I had this past year, other, some years that I had to exercise me being present and to know that that is the what the quality of life is I I was talking to my grandmother the other like a few months ago and I I was asking her like can you tell me something about you and grandpa like and uh just like information like I want to know about your life and she was like I wish I wrote things but all I have are the feelings with him and and that I I've just loved being with him and I'm like that is exactly what the the how you feel happy in your life when you're going through them and you're feeling and you're experiencing them it's not just information that we're learning or doing it's it's how you're feeling it and that is really at the end of the day what sticks in your mind with your heart of like yeah we learned a lot of information in school like today we had a lot of insane amazing classes but also is it internally coming to us like how did you feel when you learned that like oh my gosh just want to interrupt like when you were saying that it like literally reminds me of like the world we live in we go through so many experiences and half the time it's just for to pull out the phone and snap yeah. the picture and like sometimes i'm like just throw the phone away and just be present because if yeah. we really bring in that feeling in our heart we'll remember it like yeah. you know it's it's just to like be present. Wow. Yeah. So another example that really helped me see that who we are is where we're supposed to be. And that is our biggest impact. Let's say even with dating, you know, we're both in the Parsha. We're at the age that we're supposed to be dating. And truthfully, you can only really date if you know yourself innately who you are is enough. Okay, not everyone goes through that and feels that way and they get married. But the way that I go through it is that the person I'm dating, they're going to accept who I am. So the person I am is what I am at that moment, at that time. And I'm not going somewhere. Yes, we all have things that we want to accomplish and do and all that, but they're not seeing for what you're doing. They're seeing for what you are now. And for them to see that way in you and you go through the process of it, you're like, wow, it, it, they're, they're seeing who I am. Like, is this who I am or is this who I'm projecting? Who am I with the dating experience? And that is also like a, an exercise that I was doing with it that really helped me in that. Yeah. I feel like it's so Gulatic what you're saying because like, I feel like part of living Gula is just being. Like, being okay with just being. Like, for me personally, I, I love doing things. Like, checking off that list is, like, so satisfying. But, like, not necessarily is that always my avaita. Sometimes I just need to be. And, like, it's hard because we're in a really busy world and there's yeah. so much opportunities. And, like, and we have to, of course, be doing. But, like, of course, there's that balance. Like, Gula is, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. I just have to be connected and with my essence. And, like... I don't know if what I said, like, you know, Gula would not have to be anything. 
I don't know if that's like according. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But like you get the you get the who we are is, is enough. Like we're just we just are. <laughs> exactly. We don't have to be anything more. Yeah. Just like in our essence, and I feel like that's what. When Mashiach comes, what's going to be revealed? Essence. Mm -hmm. We're going to just see everything for its essence. Everything is just going to exist, and it's going to be enough. We're not going to have to change. Now this one's Mm -hmm. changing themselves. They're, you know, always, you know, wishing to be someone else. The grass is always being on the other side, changing high schools, doing this. Gula is practicing to be a pnimi, practicing to be present. Yeah. Another, one last example that I have is before I took this job to go to California, um... I didn't know I was either going to be living at home or in Crown Heights. Like, it was it was very unknown and lots of discussions of what I'm doing and, and the choices and that me and choices are not friends, you know. I don't know how to do all those things. <laughs> but um, I, there was something in me that still was like, these places are not for me. California was not an option yet for me, but I knew in my gut that these things are not it. And I didn't know what it was. And then when California came, that option of like shluchos and, and going out of your comfort zone. And it was something, I got a rebel letter also like saying to lech lecha, leave your home, do chinuch. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but the way that my shlucha saw me, her name is Leia Lang. She's an angel. <laughs> um, she, she saw me that the year shemaim that I have for the kids was enough just being there with them and I did not have so much experience with preschool at all like I I have nieces and nephews and with them and it's in my nature but to make a class a, a curriculum like there was a lot of support on the way with it but it was like me in the classroom on the head and for her to see me as just who I am is exactly what the kids need was so comforting and it helped me grow so much through that because she wasn't asking anything for me. It was who I am, you're good for them. So, and it gave me the space to make mistakes, to 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 overcome things because I knew that she had faith of, of what I am is good. And the kids love you. And as, as long as they love you, you're good. <laughs> so it was really cool experience of that. Wow. And it just like reminded me of another point, like, a lot of times we feel like we have to like go to Honolulu and make this massive trip and then go eat out and, and, and sometimes the only thing that the child wants is their parents just sit there and yeah. be present with them. I feel like why do the kids want it? Why is it a need? Because this is what we're getting to. We're going to reach our goal. We're mm-hmm. getting there. We're revealing Gula by practicing to be a panimi. So moving on now to what the Rebbe is continuing in the Sikha. The Rebbe is saying that there's tremendous value in prep work in the hachana to something, especially if it's Kedusha, then the hachana for it, the preparation, also becomes holy. That's why, moving into like a bunch of different points in the sicha, but that's why the raffle ticket had to speak because it had to be done in a complete way. So the action was done, the raffle was taken out, right? The thought to make the Mm -hmm. raffle, but to speak, that would be the completion of the preparation. So now we're preparing for this immeasurable tremendous beautiful exciting ultimate time of the redemption and we're in gallus and people say gallus is bad and let's just like hit it with stones and like just burn it up and get out of here they're ever saying of course mashiach's coming today and until it comes in a revealed way there's purpose to it there's something there that can we that we can reveal in the gallus mm-hmm. that has value so 
then the Rebbe says, of course, like, what are we working towards? We're working towards the Geula Shlima. So we're working now in Gullahs to do everything Bishlimas, everything we should do. Like we said, we should be fully present and do it complete. So my question to you is, uh, you know, we're, I take the points and then we make a da. So this is not Tyrus Mesha Messina, all this. This is just a discussion. Um, so, so many times we see darkness, we see negativity, and we just want to like, you know, shoot at it and like disappear from my life. But the Rebbe is teaching us here is no, in the Gaila, if we just add that olive and we reveal the olive, we create that gula. So were there any situations in your life where it looked really bad? The experience was horrible. I don't know. Like, just like, get out. But you were able to find that hidden good, find that value, a lesson it taught you. Uh, I don't know, an experience, an emotion, something that you realize this was Hashem's ultimate goodness to me. Thank you. Wow. Yes, actually. And it was pretty recent. Um I would say it was when I was in California. I lived on my own the second year. The first year I came with a friend, Baruch Shem, she got married. And the next year I still loved it, so I came again. And the year was pretty challenging within being by myself. And I could get all into that of, you know, trying to find what to do. and, and But my whole view there also was that I'm here, let me be present and move on from that. But it didn't really, I didn't internally feel that so much. So it it only got to me by, let me say winter vacation. That was when the switch turned for me. I was talking to another shulcha about my situation of just not feeling so purposeful here. And what am I doing? And why am I here on my own? Like, it's really challenging. And she's like, honey what if what you have to do is just actually be where you are? Like, instead of knowing that you're here on your own and trying to figure things out, like, just be where you are and maybe that would help. And maybe you would start to feel like, oh, maybe you don't need all the time someone or running, you know, all that. And what she said, I really took to heart and I was like, Okay, I'm the person that's with me everywhere, all the time. So even if I'm, if I'm in a place that's by myself, away, which the place where I was at is the most incredible, loving, light place ever that I've been to. And the fact that I still had that in me was like, this is my thing that I have to work on, that wherever I go, it's going to be be to transform myself of how I view things. So when she told me that, I was like, okay, this is going to be an exercise for me in the in the classroom to I wasn't as present and when I went into the classroom I was like okay Khani I'm I'm here with the kids that's it I'm not thinking about anything else not thinking about what I'm doing next year what I'm doing when I get home like just small little stuff that happened our day like what our dentist appointment is like okay I have to go <laughs> when I was with the kids I I do breathing with them every day and it's like part of the conscious discipline curriculum. It's very, very cool. Um, but when I breathe with them, it also is really for me to regulate myself also and to give them the tools as they grow older. And every time I get in those situations that I'm like more fight or flight mode, I just breathe. I'm like, okay. So when I was with the kids, I didn't want to bring that stress with them, but I also wanted to 
give them an awareness that, you know, sometimes things are frustrating and not always things as you go, but it's all Tashem and we just breathe. Like, and, and when I say that to them, they actually help me breathe. Like we were in a circle and they were like, okay, Marhani, we're going to breathe with you. Like, and they're like five-year-olds. <laughs> that is adorable. Like that is that's back to what we were saying before. When we give, we get. Like you're yeah. using, you're breathing with them. Really, you're regulating yourself. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is that because you were in a challenging situation, you were a year by yourself. Like last year, and honestly, did you tap into that deep part right. of yourself? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And like this year. I was also with a friend. So there wasn't that, like last year was that like big bang of, new thing and this was like the the life that I was living because it was the second year so it became normal became routine and I'm like okay what do I do in this routine though like when we get into routine we become so used to what's next what's our next thing you know the wedding upstairs all this but in those moments that's when you really have to take the step back of why am I here like am I here really so with the process of of being present with my kids just for the few hours and breathing and and I fully invested in it then it was the most healing thing for me to then bring it outside of the preschool class just like a few hours after I was like there I made it I started running more in the mountains and just talking to people more and and once I was like on that route of just being present wherever I was at, I was like, this place is really good. Why? Oh, because I was thinking of leaving during the year. And I'm like, why was I ever leaving? This is great. That is incredible. (laughs) Wow. So basically, like, you needed that, like, down space to reveal, like, this is actually good in, like, more of a permanent sense. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So now the rabbi continues and says that, we have to create this, you know, these moments in our lives where a panini, where we're fully, fully invested. And not only that, but we basically, so how does it all connect? We didn't even say this in the beginning. The Arabs said, Mach da Eric Israel. Make here Eric Israel, right? Sometimes we just want to go and escape, in, like, which we kind of did. It is high. <laughs> we just escaped Eric Israel, but really the point is to come back home after and integrate it and create that space of holiness and kedusha where I am. But then the rabbi says, some people say, hey, if I'll be a businessman or this great leader, you know, this rabbi, this rabbitson, then I could create Eric Israel here. But I'm this little, little nobody. Like, I just have my group of friends and we, you know, we chat, I learn, I do my thing. How can I actually make my surroundings holy? So I feel like many people always wish, like, if I had these talents, if I was like her, then I could change the world. But the Rebbe is telling us, the Rebbe says, no, you can change the world. Why? Because it says, Mahda, make here. We're in the space that you are in, make Eric Israel. Not in the space where your friend is, where you are. So how can, like, what are some tips to be happy with where you are and recognize that your space is individual to you. Hashem created this entire world for you. And like to stop always looking at the other side, what other people's have. It's kind of like connected with our other questions, just a bit more, mm-hmm. you know, with the machda. Like Tarawa says, no, where you are, you can bring holiness because no one else is in the spot that you are in. Hmm. It's so powerful. So cool. Um, Bringing it into your life um I had a conversation with my friend recently about things that you look at and what you want to be doing that you're not doing yourself but 
it's like jealousy, but just like uh, what you want to do, like what you want to achieve. You look at, I want to change it, jealousy. I won't, I won't say that way. I'll say when you see people that you would want to emulate their life, you see that because you admire that and you want that. So that is kind of a compass for you to know in yourself what you really desire. Let's say if you see someone playing piano and you have no idea how to play piano, you're like, I wish I could play piano. So in a way, it could be like in yourself, if you really want to play piano, then go learn piano. And that could bring you out. Instead of looking at it as like, oh, they play piano. I'm so jealous. Like look at it and like take it to yourself. Like why am I so attracted to wanting to play piano? Maybe that's in me. Like let me try. So it it could be looking at people's talents and and the way they view life in such a good way. Maybe that's because you really want that. And to the most important thing is like taking the action with it because you can always want something what someone has or but it, it's taking it in your own personal self. And like I it's interesting because in spot where we're at now, the it's the artistic the artist colony and the Hebrew word for art is umanut. It has the same it has the same shorash as emuna, and we learned this from our tour guide that emuna, the Hebrew word emuna and the Hebrew word for art umanut has yeah has the same shorash. And what he was saying that was so powerful is that when we enter in our creative self, our deep our, our artisticness, our the things we love and enjoy when we when we really look deeply in ourselves, that is connecting to the most deep part of Hashem with our Amuna because it's like we're really we're really seeing what we're here for, like deeply. Like the there's this like the artists have this way of I don't know, like sensitivity, sensitivity yeah and I think all of us kind of have that in us, but we just aren't tapped into it. And it's like art comes in so many forms. It doesn't need to be painting or sewing or it could be talking, a, a, a public speaker that's a talent. That's There's so many talents out there and it's like where where is yours inside? And when you tap into it, that's really when you connect with it. And again, with all the distraction that we have in life, it is difficult to see what you're really good at because you can just bounce off from what other people are doing. But when you go to a space that is, let's say, for you or just taking some time away. And I'll tell you, for me, I, I, by being by myself was the greatest thing I can do because it gave me the space to see what I was able, what, what I was good at or what I enjoy and what I love because we're so connected with everyone all the time that, wait a minute, we're our connection to build ourselves with Hashem. We need to know ourselves amongst all the people too. I literally, I'm connecting to everything you're saying. It's incredible. And it reminds me of, I think of Ayayim Yayim, right? Looking at others. We should always look at others who are higher than us in Ruchnius and always grow, right? But other people in like Gashmius just be jealous. And if we're not going to actually do anything about it, right? We're just connecting to their talents. Yeah. We're not connecting to ourselves. So we should always look at people who are who are higher than us, but then when we're able to connect to ourselves, we'll actually know what we're good at, not what our friends are good at that we're trying yeah. to emulate or copy. That's incredible. So 
or Friday afternoon after Chatzais, literally on the threshold of Geula, if you divide all the thousands of years, right, or 5,783 years, if every thousand years is a millennium as a day of the week, we're Friday afternoon after Chatzais. The Rebbe says, we're ready for Gula. The table is set. If you heard the intro to the Sicha summary, the table is set. The world is ready, right? And it's true. Now it's time for us just to go and taste it and start living a pneumistical life. Start living a life where I'm connected to essence, seeing essence all around us. Machda, creating in my space where I'm in a gula. And the Rebbe says, actually these words, make your day into a gula tika day. So this is the culmination question of this entire exciting farbringen over here. What would you describe a gula tika day? Because gula is all about seeing the essence and living with Hashem. What does a Gulatika day look like in your eyes? Hmm, like like a practical day? Ooh, this is cool. Okay. A Gulatika day would be for me a a feeling of just where we're at is so good and and the people you're with, you're talking to, everyone is so present and excited to be there and passionate and empathetic towards people just very lively people around and when you see things it just you just see the good with it and I also love bringing the the mundane things in our lives into the godliness of it like let's say exercising I would love to maybe make a like an exercise class that brings you in like a in a spiritual sense not spiritual godly because spiritual could be like nothing but in the godly way of I I got the certification of it's a specific workout called pound and it's these like two drumsticks that you it's like dancing but you hit the drumsticks and it's like a lot of core it's low impact it's really fun but my whole view on it is that when we're holding the drumsticks, it's like we we have the power to choose. Hashem, we're, we're the puppet of Hashem, but in, in essence, we also can choose, even though it's what was supposed to be. And with these drumsticks, it's like you're moving them everywhere and you're choosing where you're going. And through this whole momentum of moving, you're gaining more power within, your, within yourself. It's very empowering. So... It's like through your movement and through the choices you make, you get more closer to Hashem and more power in yourself. And it's this whole, it's really just bringing together my life in the mundane and the godliness of us, or Nefshal Kiz, Nefshal together, like working together. Not that they're just not fighting, but like working together and like creating a successful life with it. <laughs> that's like literally gula because yeah. the whole purpose why are Nishamas in this world and official kiss sorry is it doesn't need a ticket right it's perfect it's here to bring on that animal soul and that's literally what you're doing you're, you're finding all those outlets and expressing it in a holy way for holy purposes right you're i'm sure you're energized after and like mm-hmm. you're learning you're just living you're being more present and ready to connect and see essence and hashem in every part of your day that was amazing yeah exactly and I think my mind is so, like, what would be a perfect day? A Geula day would be a perfect day. Like, are we trained to think, like, that is what is good, and it really is. And it's, 
as we are in the Friday afternoon after Chatzos, it's like so close that we really are feeling what it is like to have many ga'ulas in ourselves. And it's not fake. It's real. So every person that goes through their their ga'ula moment is is it's because we're so close and Emir Sashem it's coming right now and we're gonna see how each of us the little gulas that we do have it's it's all together it's made into one into the main gula and we're all starting to think intrinsically that way together a hundred percent and literally like don't think your own gula that you're leaving is too small like guys everyone's listening to this like think of some small constriction that you're in a gula and like see how you can actually reveal some hidden good in it and like break free and together we will actually dance to Eretisrael and we will actually divide the land and we will settle in here and everybody says like we're gonna dance like it, we had enough sadness we just gotta turn on the music blast it and dance it out because we're so excited because Google's about being free we're not constricted with fears and anxieties and social pressures and all that like shtus and like old-fashioned stuff we're 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 just like gula we're ready to greet you mashiach wow this was like i love how we ended up high on a high note and guys we are going to be dancing after this so if you are done turn on your music dance it out i wish everyone a bracha we should all be reunited together in Israel, which will actually spread to the entire world so get excited and have an amazing day thank you so much for joining us today khani thank you for having me this is an incredible platform you have Hey, dear listeners, I would love to hear your feedback. Please reply on the bottom of this episode or email allfallover at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed, give a rating, share this podcast with friends and family, because together we are bringing Mashiach today.